All right, welcome back to episode two, part two of Grace Over Grind uh, with Shay Bynes, my good friend. Um, I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad that we get to continue this conversation. It's exciting. Um, Yeah, we're having a great time. Uh, In the first episode, we kind of announced what everything was about in terms of uh, the book, how Shay came about writing that book. We're going to do a little recap for those of you that are just joining us on episode two. But then we also talked about this great collection that we're announcing as a result of this collaboration that we're doing together and how not only has this contact made such an impact on our family and life and business, but uh, we want to get the word out for everybody. So that's why we're doing this episode. And we're just so, so pumped. And um, you're going you're gonna to get some radical paradigm shifts um, from this episode. And I'm really excited for you on it. So I'm hoping that you can kind of remove all distractions, grab a pen, paper, journal, whatever you'd like, um, just to hone in and focus, because this is going to be a great investment. This podcast is all about creative strategies that are going to help you live on purpose. Um, I'm not uh, doing a podcast for entertainment or just education. It's really about being an investment for those that want to become more of who God's called you to be, using your creativity as one of your greatest performing assets, and how you can use your time, talent, and treasure for significance, not just success. And so, this is a life by design and grace over grind was, was, was one of those massive paradigm shifts for me in my life. And the reason why I had hoped one day to do this collaboration with Shay was because I'm like, okay, this book, I, you know, I'm a listener, by the way, I, I downloaded the book. I kept listening to this thing over and over again. And the more I listened to it and kept hearing Shay's voice and, and just her, um, her take on this, I'm like, you know what, this is, this is having such a massive shift in my approach and my mindset that it's profound. And I said, one day, man, I would hope that we could connect because I would love to visually bring this to life because it's so awesome. And so I'm going to let Shay kind of pick it up to where, like how this whole thing started for her, what prompted her to do Grace Over Grind, just in terms of a quick recap. But then we're going to get into some very practical applications and uh, share some really great tools and strategies that you can use today. But Shay, would you be so kind as just to give us a little bit of a background on sure. what prompted you to, to get to the point where you had to write a book about this? Yes. Uh, Grace <laughs> over grind concept. That would be that would just be amazing. And then we'll 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 pick it up from there. That sounds good. So first of all, thanks for having me back, Noah. It's gonna be good. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. I used to be a corporate employee with a business on the side. I was pretty achievement and performance oriented, you know, just wanted to make all the things happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I left my corporate career uh, in 2010 and then went into full-time entrepreneurship, but I still had like that hustle and grind mentality, you know? And in fact, back then and still, and still now, maybe a little bit less than it was then, the, it was like everywhere you go, it'd be like team, no sleep, you know, Uh, wake, wake and grind, rise and grind, you know, make it happen. You know, you can sleep when you're dead. You know, those were, those were the prevailing themes around entrepreneurship. And, you know, I knew that there was something on the other side of that, but for that, for that period of time, I, you know, I was kind of like, you know, um, this kind of works with my performance kind of personality. Right. So when I started in business, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I was, but then I had an encounter with God. (laughs) And after I had an encounter with God, he really began to walk me through what it looks like to do business. I, I, it was first for his glory. I wanted to do things with integrity and for his glory, but then he shifted me to 
wait, you do this with me. And the catalyst for this book was I was sitting in church one day and our pastor did a sermon on Matthew 11, uh, verse 28 mm. through 30, but he read it in the message Bible, mm. which I had never heard before. It said this way. And it was, are you tired? This is Jesus. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk mm. with me, work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay yeah. anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. And Noah and everybody listening, <laughs> my whole soul was like, yes, I don't even yes. know what that looks like. Show me that because I want to live my entire life like that. Show me an unforced mm. rhythm of grace. Like show me what it's mm. like to walk with you, work with you, keep company with you. And so that changed my life, you know? And so after I began walking that out and then sharing the journey in front of others through our Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur uh, community, we started mentoring people and sharing it and living it. And so after a mm. handful of years, it's like, I got to write this and release yes. it. And so I did. And then I lived it another five years and said, I need to expand on this and write it yes. some more, you know? And so I did this, the fifth anniversary uh, earlier this year. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you um, what I'd love to spend a, a great time doing on this episode would be really unpacking kind of what some of those concepts look like in yes. terms of what scripture has to say about it, but also where we find ourselves um, kind of falling into those, those mental ruts, you know, and there's a, there's a tremendous amount of um, books being written, you know, whether uh, Craig Groeschel's, you know, winning the war of the mind, um, get out of your head. There's all these different uh, books that are out in terms of cognitive reframing and resetting like your, the way that your mind operates in terms of the neural pathways. And so, you know, just even outside of, of, you know, just looking at science, like neurological realigning things in terms of the way that you think you can actually like realign the way that your brain fires, thinks and approaches things. And so the science behind that is just profound. And what was really interesting, this is not a mind over matter. When you bring God's truth along with the way that our human brain is wired and you yes. literally install that mental hard drive with the truth of God's grace and operate in and from that truth. Yes. That is the game changer for me. And that's why yes. Grace Over Grind was so massive. And I'm going to hold up a, you know, picture's worth a thousand words, right? I'm going to yes. hold up this poster that this is a part of our Grace Over Grind collection, which uh, Shay and I have put together. But I did the illustrations on this and the typography with our team. And what we've done here was put together this comparison chart to show, um, to show you and collectors and leaders, basically, what could you have in terms of something on your wall that would allow you to have a comparison chart of where am I at right now and how can I get realigned in God's truth to operate from strength as I execute on decisions, my outlooks, um, how I'm seeing myself, how I'm seeing God. And so I'm going to ask Shay just to kind of unpack some of these and what some of these look like and why they are what they are, because you're going to have symptoms. And as you heard her talk about before, it was this whole idea of you know, rise and grind, um, you know, self-made dues paid. You'll hear those kind of slogans. Yeah. You'll hear everybody just, it's all about the grind and the hustle. So Shay, would you enlighten us a little bit here on some of your favorites and like really what resonates with you and what some of the symptoms are and how we can counter them um, mentally? 
Sure. So I will address some of the ones that I, as someone who's mentored a lot of entrepreneurs, some of the ones that I tend to see come up the most frequently. And one mm. of them is that the very top is <laughs> the very top one, which is yes. financial anxiety. Mm. Now, what's interesting about financial anxiety. So this is like, you're constantly, it's like, you're constantly, it's almost like obsessive about the finances, what's coming in, what's going out. I mean, well beyond the healthy focus that you should have on your numbers as an entrepreneur. Let's, let's be real. We need to focus yeah. on our numbers as an entrepreneur, but I'm talking sure. about the obsession where it creates anxiety, where there's a lot of stress around what's coming in, what's going out. And what's yeah. interesting about this one, Noah, is that some people think that people only have financial anxiety when they feel like they don't have enough. You know, well, right. oh, because they're not making enough money in business. I know right. people who can have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank in their savings account with a, yeah. a thriving business every month who still have financial anxiety because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Gotcha. And so yes. that financial anxiety is like that constant concern. Now the yes. financial piece, which is on the other side is yeah. the beauty of that is that it's that revelation that God is provision, right? We don't mm. have to be in this perspective where it's like, we are limited by just what we see and we just, and we have to figure out all the gears. When we yes. partner with God, we have, first of all, him as provision. For example, your clients and your customers are not your source. God is your source. You know, That's right. everyone and everything else is a resource. And the more that becomes reality for you, the more you operate from that place of peace, which is a gift of God's grace in your life. Yeah. So that you yes. can not be in a place of anxiety and shift that to truth and operate from that place of wisdom and goodness. Mm. Well, uh, and I love that that uh, that visual picture that we see in Scripture when essentially Jesus is basically with Peter, and boy, don't we all fall into this at some point in our entrepreneurship where we're putting our faith and our trust and our hope in wealth, in outcomes, in performance. Yep. And typically our self-worth is found in our net worth, right? So we're looking at, you know, our bank account as something that can be, um, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the God of manna It's literally, we're putting our faith and our hope in the currency of money right. and that insecurity and that instability that we have mentally, where Jesus is basically saying, Hey, Peter, check it out, dude, you're putting all of your trust in those fish, put your faith and trust in me, the source of the fish. Yes. And so to your point, Shay, I think is wonderful is like, God is the provision. He's the one that makes it rain. We're not looking at the actual raindrops itself as the yes. provision. We're looking to him, the source that he's got it all. And so as, as, um, Kings, Queens, sons, daughters of the most high, knowing that we have a franchise of the kingdom. That's the way I looked at it. When I read grace over grind, I'm like, listen, I've been entrusted this franchise of the kingdom. Yes. And this gives us the ability to steward, steward this. But I, I got to remember, um, the, the, the outcomes, it's almost like this. It's like, I could sit here and look at my farm and the corn, right? My yield, or maybe it's a winery, whatever the guy who owns it. God, <laughs> he's the one that I'm putting my trust in. He yes. owns the business, right? Yes. So the provision comes from him. That takes a tremendous amount of pressure off yes. because I find as entrepreneurs, we have these, it should be here by now. Why aren't we here? Well, you know, why is this happening? Like we're putting it on. It's literally us. I'm like, dude, yes. it's not on me to control it. He's got the steering wheel and he's the one with his hand on the faucet, not yeah. me, right? Yeah. 
So I just think that's huge. Yeah. And when I think about just kind of practically how this has been applied for me as a business over or business owner over the years, it's just like there would be times where there'd be a there would be a reason based off of the bank account to be like, ooh, okay, this we're in a tough spot. But as opposed yeah. to being in fear and having anxiety around it and then trying to figure out like, oh, what are all you know, in a panic, mm -hmm. what are the things that I need to make happen? Like, how do I make this happen? My yeah. first thing is to go to the source to yes. provision himself and to be able yes. to sit with him. Here's what's on my mind. Here's what it is. But I know you are the source. And so I'm seeking you for wisdom and solution. Yes. Like I want to do this with him. Because what happens mm. is if I try to come up with all the solutions of, on my own, I can come up with stuff that's completely out of alignment. Then I'm doing this yes. going to create further problems down the road. All of those things because yeah. I'm doing it from a place of, of desperation. But when totally. I can be rooted in provision himself, then I could be aligned in peace, aligned with mm -hmm. actually seeking God around problem solving solutions, or whether it's just something I need to rest and just and, and stand with him on, you know, have the solution and peace with him. Yep, totally. Um, I, I don't know if I shared it on episode one, I'd have to remember, but um the, the first two decades of my business and being a kingdom entrepreneur was um, similar to that of like, you know, a football team, right? Okay. And you're on team God and, <laughs> you know, you know, you're suited up. You want to do a ton of stuff for the kingdom. You come out of the tunnel, you run out onto the field, you're playing offense and you're playing every team, you're playing every, every play. And then you're like, no, no, no. Now I'm going to play defense. I'm, I'm going to play every play. And then you're like, I'm going to keep jumping back and forth, offense to defense, playing every play of the game. And I'm going to be playing every position. I'm going to be on team God. I'm going to be crushing it. <laughs> and after 25 years, I'll never forget this humbling. Um, gosh, I don't even call it a crucible of a crisis of faith where I remember coming off the field, standing there with the Lord. And he's like, how you feeling? And I'm like, um, I'm gassed, <laughs> but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm going to play the right play, win the game, contribute, be a part of it, do what I'm supposed to do. And he's like, puts his hand kindly on my shoulder. And he's like, here's the deal. You're trying to win this game. But if you're going to keep at this pace, you're not going to be able to play the game for life. Right. You're just trying to win this game. Yeah. So in order for me to have shelf life with you to perform at the level where I need you to perform, I need you to stand here right next to me. And I'm going to call you into the game when I need you to play this specific play at a specific position, and you're going to crush it and you're going to have game winning plays. And that's going to be incredible contribution, but it's not going to be able to happen if you're gassed. Yeah. So what do we do as an entrepreneur? We're like, okay, God, well, what do you want me to do in the meantime? He's like, I want you to spend your life in preparation, ready at all times to be called in and you're ready to go. That's mind, body, soul, spirit. That's the infrastructure of who you are, what you're doing, your spiritual disciplines and being ready to go. That's a way different lifestyle than striving. It is. Trying to take ownership of the game, trying to run everything, trying to like, be, like being gassed 
and and operating not from a, a position of shalom and rest yes. right because his yoke yes. is easy his burden is light that's right but we we i think as entrepreneurs we only feel things matter when they're hard when they take a long time but that's the world system <laughs> right it's based on linear time right the lord is all about like uh chronos time um Ky kairos, kairos time i'm sorry Ky yeah. kairos quality yes. what are you producing in the least amount of time it's like that's the 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 burden is easy um his yoke is light his burden is light his yoke is easy it's like this whole idea of we make it way more harder than it needs to be and so as a kingdom entrepreneur and the owner of your business being god the source of your provision yes it's way different when you're playing the game realizing he owns the team he owns it all where do you want me and when do you yeah. need me that's let's right. talk about the next one. What, what's your next yes. one? What, which one stands out to you? So let's see. When I think about another one, analysis paralysis is another super, super common Oof. one. Analysis Ooh, yes. let's talk paralysis. About that. I call that the mind grind. Okay. So this is what very commonly happens. Someone's like, okay, I'm doing business and partnership with God. I'm seeking God. I'm submitting my plans to him. I'm working things out with him. But then- yes. It'll be like, wait, but I'm not sure. Was that, I'm not sure if that was God. I'm not sure yes. if, you know, I'm not sure if this is, if this is really where I'm being led. I'm not sure if this is just me trying to do. And then you're just like it, completely stagnated, indecisive, yes. right? And usually that's because there's a root of fear or mm -hmm. a, 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 there's, an, there's a misalignment in terms of your perspective of how you believe God sees you. Mm. As you're walking this thing out as a son and a daughter, it's usually something rooted in kind of identity, which goes back to wanting to perform and get it all right, you know, as opposed yes. to just that adventure of knowing, like, I'm also in friendship with God and he is with me to lead and guide and course correct as we go. So I can yes. be decisive and I can take steps and I can move and I won't always get things right. And that's okay. Totally. Yep. And I think so, so, so a yeah. lot of people are in that analysis paralysis, but there's, we put Holy Spirit led risk taking as that gift yes. of his grace is that, and it does yep. feel like a risk. That's what it feels like to us. That's right. But mm -hmm. ultimately it's the best safety that we have because we are in him with That's right. him, you know? That's right. And so making those, and those are the types of things that it's like, it's one thing to make the mindset shift and a shift in your heart around it, but that is mm -hmm. strengthened by you actually doing it practicing, walking that yeah. out and creating that new lifestyle, you know, with yourself, even, as, even when it's uncomfortable, you know, one of the things that really helped me on the spirit led risk taking, um, is wow. when I take, uh, when I look at opportunities, right. You know, we always want to make sure we're like, is this of God, is this right? You know, whatever. Right. When I, the moment that I formed a criteria for opportunities and risk taking, it really, really helped. And I'll just share this, this little strategy yeah. with you. It, it was basically this idea of, the strength finders, I took the strength finder and when I looked at the top five strengths that, that, you know, spit it out, basically mine are achie uh, achiever, responsibility, learner, strategic belief. And then when I look at my purpose, right, which is loving God, loving people, making disciples, meaning building the kingdom. Right. If I can match three of my five strengths where I'm going to come alive. Yes. Doing what God designed me to do while at the same time building his kingdom and taking that combination that helps with my risk analysis. Yes. Because we as entrepreneurs um, have a tendency, a bunch of books I've been you know, studying on this, but essentially 
we have a tendency, we have an aversion to loss of, of disconnection and we don't want to do that. So what does an entrepreneur typically do? Say yes to everything. They'll sign themselves up for everything. Yes. And we'll dilute ourselves down to the point where we're like, we're really watered down. We might be very, you know, as Shane and I have talked about, you're very, very busy, but you're not necessarily productive. Right. And then you're very, very productive, but you're not necessarily fruitful. Right. The goal for us here and sharing eyes heart to share with you as you're listening or watching this is this whole idea of like, we don't want to help you just become more productive or successful. We want you to help you become more fruitful, <laughs> abundantly, yes. abundantly wealthy on those things which are significant. And in order to do that, you, you need to get into that position to where you are taking calculated risk, but you know who you are, who you're called to be and where your identity lies. And that's what Shay started out with this is like, yeah. it's an identity issue. It's like, yeah. is it is the risks that you're taking aligned with your identity and aligned with your purpose of what God's calling you to do. And yes. so that gets you out of that paralysis because you're not guessing and yes. man, don't entrepreneurs do it. They'll just kind of keep throwing spaghetti up against That's the wall, seeing see what's what going to stick. Right? <laughs> totally. That's Anything right. else on that Shay, before we go to the next one? Yeah, I will add this as well. Cause I've also seen people walk this out and I've experienced this in some level too. There's sometimes, especially for me, cause I'm a strategist as well. There's sometimes where the Lord will put something on my heart that I'm like, that seems out, that seems on the surface to not make sense. Right. I don't right. see how doing that or doing that that way makes sense. But then I yield myself to what he's showing me. And that feels yes. super risky for me. And then sometimes immediately and sometimes months down the road. And there's been some times where it was years down the road. I was able to see the why behind why something needed to be done a certain way mm. or why I did a particular thing that seemed out of order or out of, you know, yeah. out of, out of sync to way what would have been strategic to do. Right. right. And so that right. willingness right. to be, that's why, you know, he, he reframed success for me, the Lord reframed success for me real quick. It was your faith yes. and your obedience equals your success. You can look at outcomes and all of that stuff. That's fruit that's going to come from you walking it out, but you are already successful when you're operating mm -hmm. out of faith and obedience. So you don't you mm. stop looking at all the things that everyone else thinks is success and know that right. you are success in me. And that will yield lots and lots of fruit in various ways as you move. Right. Totally. But that type of shift really helps me to kind of flow in that way and really grow in my own Holy Spirit led risk taking. Mm, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting. Um, as you break free, you know, this is um, in alignment with, uh, everything that we're talking about here. But as we break free from this whole idea of um, truly understanding the currency as believers of what we're going after, you know, you, you, you're in this world, which is a fallen world operating on a uh, operating behind enemy lines, no matter where you are on this planet. And you're looking to operate a business behind enemy lines on a currency that is not your own. And it's interesting that as you're on this kingdom economy, this kingdom economy is different than the world's economy. The world's yeah. economy is money. However, believers can fall into this trap of thinking, you know, if my business is going well, God is blessing me, you know, all those sorts of metrics, right? But we got to be really careful because our currency and what we're after is faith. And to Shay's point, faith doesn't come with things being comfortable. Um, it does, you know, faith, um, doesn't come, faith isn't produced off of easy street. Um, let's just put it this way. The road to success as one of my, my mentors, Bob Shank says, he goes, the road to success is a traffic jam. 
the road to significance is an open highway because there's very few people on it. Mm. Um, achieving, achieving significance through faith, um, there's very few people on that road. Why? Because faith requires challenge. It requires um, going through crucibles. It requires going through obstacles. Otherwise, why is there any need of faith? One of the most brutal statements I've heard is like, if you can afford it all, there's no need for faith. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So if you stop, if you stop and think about that for a yeah. minute, I mean, that's pretty profound. It's pretty yes. simple. If you can afford it, there's no need for faith. So this is um, interesting. This is really interesting because you're reminding me of something Lord said to me many, many years ago. And he said, I am, hmm. he said to me, I will consistently give you the vision beyond your resource. That's just, Oof, so it was almost so like that shifted my mindset into thinking that yep. I'm only reaching success when I can say that I have all the resource yes. of the world system resource to do the thing. And he's like, no, 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 you will, you will always have, I'm yeah. always going to have you holding and <laughs> vision that is well beyond That's right. your resources. That's right. That's right. And I just think it's so profound because, um, it, it takes a, it takes on a whole different dynamic. And I am, I mean, let's, let's just kind of like pull the bandaid off. It's almost as if, um, you're always going to be in a position of, um, reliance and dependence upon the Lord. Um, you know, there's that one book, die broke. Um, <laughs> I haven't read that one. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's this whole idea of, the reason why we have been blessed is to not be a glutton and to just consume the blessing for ourselves for comfort. Right. Um, we are here to be a distributor and yes. deploy the blessing and yes. using our business as a mission to do that. Yeah, that's it. And so it's really interesting that if you're in the constant deployment distribution of the blessing and the Lord drops off a whole new truck of capital and seed, Yes. To put in the ground and to grow to the next level. What do you think is going to happen? That means more giving, more deployment yep. of the blessing and generosity. <laughs> what does right. that mean? So you get an upgrade of faith yep. for an upgrade to deploy for yep. another upgrade of faith. to. An, but see, most people just want the upgrade of the blessing without the upgrade of the faith required to do it, dude. That's it, Noah. That's it. And that's why it's so funny. I'm always talking about like going, it's like one level of glory to the next level of glory to the next level. And so it's like, even with grace over grind, you know, I'm, this is what I say. I will be living grace over grind for my entire life. And it's just like yeah. every new challenge unlocks another level. Like right now I, I call myself living in grace over grind level 8.0 living. I've been walking this out for about 10 years. I'm calling it 8.0 living, but 9.0 yes. is around the corner. And then 10.0, because with every new stage and there's new faith, new yes. stretching. It's life yes. in the stretch for yep. the rest of my years on the earth. Yes. That's kingdom life. Yep. Yeah. And to your point, um, and uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, most will spend this whole life believing the world economy that if I get comfortable, I'll be insulated from challenges. And I'm like, well, good for you, dude. You're going to you're going to camp out and you won't increase in faith yeah. because you, you've insulated yourself from challenges. So they think the more money I get, the more secure I can become, which means I'm going to be insulated from these challenges. Yeah. Here's the thing. To your point, Shay, 
the rest of your life will be a stretch. And as believers, this is what we signed up for. How rich do you want to be in faith? If you want to be rich in faith, challenges and stepping up into risk and and danger and and what we cannot afford those things which will matter and be waiting for us that requires us to constantly be in a state of deployment and dependence and to your point the obedience part here's where here's where it lands for me on all of this jesus jesus's message was so disruptive that i think some some of some of whether it be church or I'm not saying all in general, but I'm just saying most believers just kind of don't want to really think about something that would require me to me to actually have to do something. <laughs> and, it boil, and it boils down to the, like, when I hear the Lord say, if you really do love me, you'll obey my commandments. Yes. If, if, if you really do love me, you'll feed my sheep. Yes. If you really do love me, he essentially is what he's like, prove it. Like join me in this abide in me and I'll abide in you. This isn't like, you know, as we talk about the business world, I spent so many years asking God to bless my business, but I made him a silent partner. Yeah. Yeah. And just would bring him off the shelf when things got gnarly and then put him back on. And like, I got this now and I'm going to go do it. Right. Yes. But man, the currency of what we're after becoming abundantly wealthy and rich in the kingdom of God and partnering with him is all about increasing our faith through obedience, which isn't shackles. It leads to freedom. Yes. By design, he created this for freedom. That's it. And that we get to operate in and from that freedom. Um, it's, it's beautiful. That's we're going to, let's do one more. Let's That's do one it. more before we close this out. Let's see. So which one do I want to pick? Let me do... This one on no peace, because I think that's a good, uh, the the no peace versus the abiding peace. Yeah, the Let's abiding peace, that. right. Because I think yeah, that kind of it. flows with this theme of, of this conversation, right? Sure. Because yeah. when you, when you know, when you know, when you're, that what part of that gift of his grace is that, that abiding peace, that transcendent peace, that peace that the Bible Mm -hmm. says, the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the peace that even when you're looking with your natural eyes at situations and circumstances or your stretches or how you're having to express your faith or what that's looking like, that in the midst of that, it's not from a place of fear and anxiety. It comes with, it comes with peace that despite what you see, you can mm. still engage it with kingdom with a kingdom lens. You can still yep. engage it with the truth that God is yes. provision or God is whatever mm-hmm. is needed for you know provision. And I don't, that's not even a financial statement. It is, but provision. Period. Provision for whatever. Right. Correct. It's not yep. just a financial commentary. And so when you yep. when you have when you realize that you can actually work from that place mm-hmm. of abiding peace mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. times. I remember mm-hmm. uh, years ago, many years ago, when my thought process was, it was almost like I felt like I had to go after the peace. So I was looking, I was always, always looking for the peace. Okay, well, right. so I can move <laughs> forward if I can find the peace. Let me see if I can find the peace. And it was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Peace resides on the inside of you. That's right. Peace is residing on the inside of me. I don't have to go mm-hmm. out looking for peace. But I'll tell you what, because I'm abiding in him, I certainly know when peace starts to escape me around something, okay, I may not need to be going that direction because the peace that abides on the inside of me has been completely disrupted, right? Completely changing my orientation. As long as you think you have to constantly be going out and looking and finding, let me go find the peace. Where's the peace? Yes. 
Yes. It has you well, in that constant state of, of grinding and striving. And so that right. intimacy with God becomes everything, everything, mm -hmm. the abiding in him becomes everything. And it's super practical. And that's why I talk about it in the book. It's like, you can practically do business with him. You can practically strategize with mm. him. Right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. The, um, the passage and the picture of Christ and the disciples, and, you know, we hear about it all the time. I mean, we, we've, we've grown up with it, um, hearing the story all the time of Jesus was sleeping in the boat yes. and the disciples are tripping and they're tripping hard on this storm that flares up. And when Jesus is taking a nap, he gets up, he rebukes it. It goes still. They're astonished. They're blown away. And I, I look at that, that passage and that story from a couple different angles. One, Jesus himself, he knows what's up. And the fact that he can take a nap, I mean, he's on a mission. Number one, I love, I love a leader that's like, dude, I'm out, I'm taking a nap, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of naps, by the way. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love that, that he's on mission a lot. And he, he knows what it, what it means to go get alone and get quiet and to refill the cup and spend yes. time with the fire and abide in with the spirit. Yes. Regardless of external circumstances. So there's the, there's the climate externally, and then yes. there's the climate internally. That's it. And Shay, what you're unpacking here is this, regardless of my external, my internal climate, the weather is amazing. Yes. And I get to pick, I get to be the author of what, what the narrative of what my circumstances look like. And I get to be the one that pens what that looks like. And as a child of God, because we are in him, we have a piece that is on 24 seven. That's right. <laughs> it yes. hasn't left. Yes. If anything happens and it feels like it's distant, it's because of our lack of belief, lack of trust, or we've moved away from it. It's like a Wi-Fi yeah. signal. That piece that surpasses all understanding has, is, has been on, always will be on, never will leave you, never will forsake you. Plans for a future, plans for a hope. All of that is like downloaded and instilled. It's yeah. just whether or not we tap into it and believe it and maximize and operate from it. The yeah. biggest, the biggest regret that I have is not doing that sooner in my career Agreed. of capitalizing on that massive asset that we have, which is yes. the spirit, not our own selfish ambition and grind. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Cause it really does fundamentally change everything. Yeah. It's interesting it how it, for me, you know, cause I, I grew up in church, you know, but I didn't grow up with understanding, I can't remember whether we talked about this in the, in our other episode, but I didn't grow up in a church where we actually talked about the Holy spirit. And so it, it was like in my early thirties when I, when that revelation, you know, came up and was like, Oh wait, I don't have to do all this. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to do all of this and figure all the things out and make all the things yes. happen. Oh, yes. I mean, I, and it seems so weird to say that, but it was, but the reality of my life was that I functioned that way. I knew Jesus loved me. I knew mm. that I, he is, he is my savior. And I would even, even have said he's my Lord, but I actually yes. really didn't know how that, what the practical application of him being my Lord looked like. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. 
And yep. so, and I think so many of us, even if we begin to grow in certain areas of our life in that area, we'll still compartmentalize that professional part of our, our life, you know, with work and stuff like that. And we might right. put that in the box of the, I do business for God. I'm mm. here doing my business, doing my own thing, making it happen, operating in integrity, of course, but I'm doing my own thing, figuring all the things out, making it happen, grinding it out. But I'm going to make sure that I put some of this money into the kingdom. I want to make sure I go fund the kingdom with all this money I go make, right? And it's right, not right, go right. grind for God. It's go build with God, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a completely yep. different way of yep. living, working, and in, in all the things. It really is. It fundamentally changed everything for me. Well, as we wrap up here, um, I'm just so grateful. Uh, you know, people are, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're, you're just knocking yourself out, you know, grinding your, your fingernails down and just working and clawing and scrapping and try and grind um, for God's grace to earn it. Um, the beautiful thing about his grace is um, it's not by our works so that none of us can boast, but it is the free gift that he gave to us. Yes. So then you think, well, then what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? For me, I can only share for me what I've what I've learned and what Shay here, my dear friend, is is heralding. We go big because of the grace, because of what he's done for me. I want my work in this time on earth to be one of the most glorious acts of worship back to him for what he's done for us. Yeah. And that requires me letting go of everything, you know, saying, Hey, I wanted to, you know, give my, my heart to Jesus, but I didn't give him my life. I give him right. my heart. I was a child of God, but did I really give him everything? All my ambition, all my plans, my agendas. Yeah. Um, but when you become a living sacrifice, Romans 12, one, laying yourself on the altar saying you can have it all. I've given you my heart, but now it's like that remote control. It's like I've given you the car, the yes. remote control car, but here's yes. the remote control. You have yeah. full control to do whatever you want yes. with me. Yeah. So going big is saying, Lord, I'm going to make myself 100% available to you, be on team God. But I'm going to wait for you to call me into the game where and when, and I'm not going to grind. But I am going to spend every single day being super intentional about training and being prepared in your grace to operate and to go big because I'm so thankful for what you've done for me. It's a big, like your life is one big thank you back yeah. for the grace that's been bestowed to us. Listen, it, that grace costs you and I nothing, but it costs him everything. It's the most expensive gift that there will ever be is the grace yes. that God has bestowed on us as his children. Yes. And we get to be called children of God. And that is unbelievable. So, to Shay's point in this beautiful asset that she spent her time creating, grace over grind. Here's the good, the good news. You get to pick. God's given us freedom to pick. But I can just tell you what right now. You can try to grind this thing out or you can operate in that beautiful gift of grace, operate in and from it. Yep. Because as she said before, and the book so wonderfully articulates, those things that we sign ourselves up for in our selfish ambition and our selfish drive, we will be required to, in our own selfish drive, maintain it and to keep it going. Yes. But when the Lord signs you up under his grace, 
He provides you the provision to sustain it. It's God power versus your own power. Yes. So any parting, any parting remarks as we close things down? I'm just, just have a feeling like this is going to be a game changer for so, so many of the viewers and listeners yeah. that they might not see life the same moving forward. But any invitation, any opportunity, Shay, that you'd like to um, just throw out here to our to our friends that are listening. Yeah. So. I don't often say this, so this must be for someone in particular who's listening. And that is sometimes people begin to hear this message and they hear this idea about the grind and they immediately take that to mean, oh, I'm, oh, that they're talking about those people that are working 80 hours a week. Oh, they're talking about those people who are working 60 hours a week. And I want you to know that even if you work 10 hours a week, <laughs> I'm talking to yeah. you too. Because if you can work 10 hours a week trying to make all these things happen and do things in your own strength, or you can work 10 hours a week with what I call supernatural productivity, doing business in partnership with God. So this is not yeah. a conversation that's just about how many hours someone works. So if you're listening and you have already said, ah, that's for those people, I want you mm. to know that there's, this is the invitation that's before you as well. Whatever you're experiencing now, it will be yes. infinitely greater when you shift to growing and doing this from a place of rest, not for rest, from yeah. a place of grace in his grace. It will completely change the game. I don't care how many hours a week you're working. Yeah, that's a good word. And, you know, Shay said it. It's not something that you're going to get. You have it. Yes. You've been standing in it this whole time. <laughs> And that was one of the things that I had to realize. I just had to receive it and I had to just literally receive it and make myself available for it. And it's then that's what, and, and I mean, that's like instantaneous and the, and the stuff that we're talking about to you today, um, this is what really excites me. You know, if we said, Hey, you, do you want to do a life transformation on your body? Yes. Like, do you want to physically transform your body? Um, you know, give me 90 days and 12 weeks and we can get something significant change to start to happen. The beautiful thing about God's truth and his wisdom is that this takes root and you can see results today, right now, yeah. the moment that you get off of this, this episode, immediately putting this into play right now, you will start to see results if you make those changes and you can start to put into play. That's the beautiful thing about wisdom. Wisdom takes root. I can immediately start to take application and start to bear fruit on it. So sure. I'm so excited for you. Remember, faith is a muscle. <laughs> if it's not used, it atrophies. Yes. Are you flexing your muscle of faith, leaning into that which God is leading you into, pulling you, drawing you to, so that you can step up to those upgrades of faith and to become more wealthy in those things which are significant? That's our goal here. So- yes. Back to the poster. We're hoping that you can check out the poster yes. on um, on our website. You can go to noahfineart.com. You can check it out. The whole collection's on there as well as all the other goodies. But we really hope that this has just been an incredible encouragement to you to put one in your sale. Yes. And um, I'm just so grateful for you being here. Would you do us a favor? Yes. Um, would you you know make, make sure to hit subscribe? If this has blessed you, go ahead and send this on to somebody. Share it. Leave a comment down below. Give us some feedback on like what really stood out to you. Um, we love to hear that. 
from you. And so in, in the show notes down before and on this episode, you're going to be able to see ways that you can get the book, Grace Over Grind. You can also get some more resources in terms of the collection and just ways that you can connect with Shay and myself. Um, but we just want to say thank you. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Shay, anything else before we go here? No, that's it. Go, go do life and go do business by the power of God's grace. <laughs> there we go. That's the best way. Thanks so much for watching. Have an incredible, incredible day. Take care.